Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's Mike Shope. Last night at 12.30 in the morning, I ate a can of mushrooms. <laughs> I did. Pieces and stems, if you're wondering. <laughs> As opposed to buttons, it was pieces and stems, which will be my next year's fantasy football team name. Pieces and stems. Pieces and stems. <laughs> and the Bulldog. I should be ashamed to admit this publicly, but whatever. How long have we been doing this? I'm a junkie. I can't be trusted. Not WGR Sports Radio 550. Don't answer right away, but who wants to talk some NFL draft? Woo! That, that was affirmative. Was that, that was, sincere? That, that was exciting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just re- ripped through a mock draft. Not one that I've I've never done a mock draft. I think I've maybe gambled on it a little bit, but I've never actually done a mock draft. I'm pretty what, sure. What, what was that exercise you did that one time where your daughter made the picks? <laughs> yes, that would definitely not be... That does not deserve to be called a mock draft. Okay. That was... Which I, I still subscribe to this. That teams the the worst thing about drafts in like real drafts is teams pretending that they know more than it's possible to know, and being way too married to one or two players, like way too mm-hmm. sort of set in their ways when it comes to this. So what I did then, who was this was the Beckham draft. This is the Sammy Watkins was. Just, I don't know, 10 or 20 different sites. Here's the consensus. And, yeah, there are times when, like, you're so rich at one position that you might have to sort of think and move around a little bit. But, really, teams should go by that. And they should they, they could save tens of millions of dollars in, in scouting and this false idea that they can actually find the answer, you know? So that's what, that's what that was. If you did that, the draft would look a lot like it actually comes out. Which is, you know, the players are pretty much the same, it, but not not exactly. Just like anybody's mock draft is not going to be perfect. Anyway, so I just looked at one Walter Football, famous in in the industry. Walter Football. Yeah. They go way back. Five receivers in the first round. That the Bills take the fourth of five receivers in the first round. Wow. And I I don't know for myself if that's where we're headed. We've had a couple of conversations so far, and I know I've read a little bit, likewise, that it might it should be less yeah. than last year. Last year was six, but maybe closer to three or four. Maybe three and a half yeah, is I, the I'm, line. I, I'm looking, you know, I, I say this every year, and we talk to Chris Trapasso pretty regularly, and he's, a, he's obviously a, a key contributor. Like CBSSports.com. I just I find their stuff really easy to navigate. It's informative. You know, I, I'm not over here keeping score uh, <laughs> of like how you know whatever their mocks or like you know their grades or anything. But they there are three guys 
that are ranked in the top 32 uh, out of their receiver rankings. Okay. Johnson from TCU, Addison from USC, and Jackson Smith and Jigba from Ohio State. So the next guy is only is 36 overall, and that's uh, – how do you say the kid from LSU? Is it Butte? Kayshawn Butte? Butte, yeah, right. So, all right. The Bills may end up here, and what kind of traits would they want from a wide receiver in the draft? They have Diggs, who's a witch. They have – Davis, who is like, he's, I don't want to say limited, but the specific type of player, big, contested catch, not a separator, what would they want? Maybe the slot, where ended up being back on Cole Beasley as the season ended? The slot is where they have the, depending on what you think about Davis, uh, this, this, you know, D- Davis might be in ink on the outside on this team. Even even how you know, however unhappy some of the fan base is with him, so like the slot might feel. It's not to say like they can't draft a guy that would unseat Davis. Uh, I'm just saying if you're if you're trying to like max maximize, w- w- you know, the impact, you might look at the slot. But I don't know that. Boy, I, I'd love to hear like anyone, but you know, being a scout, talk about. Like targeting that—that that feels like you're 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 selling yourself short. Like if you're talking about drafting, you're using your top asset this off season on a receiver, I think to just go in looking for a slot receiver would be a mistake. I don't know that that's true anymore. I, I think that we used to hear that a lot, right? That just like an alpha first round receiver would have to be somebody who dominates outside, like it's basically perfect. But I think that that's evolved maybe, I'm not sure I'm right, but maybe mm-hmm. in a way that opens up more possibilities. Like, Wasn't CeeDee Lamb somebody that... CeeDee Lamb did most of his work at Oklahoma out of the slot. He, he ends up being, not, he was not the first receiver picked. Uh, Henry Ruggs was yeah. the first receiver, and he was an X. Like, Justin Jefferson was somebody else who he was getting a lot of bashing, bashing I guess, because at LSU he was not the one. It was Jamar Chase. And so he had to do a lot of his work as well out of the slot. But as you can see, a lot of these guys, they're better transitioning to an X receiver in yeah. the NFL when they have, I guess, a little bit more to do. I think the the word for me is speed. And you've made this point many, many times that the Bills really, and they're not the only team like this, but just somebody fast that, you know, whether they play outside or not, just opens things up. That's how we kind of, the season ended and we kind of got sort of not even – just right at the end, feeling like the Bills' offense was being stifled, yeah, a little bit. So how do I what do I, how do I change that? And so whether it's slot or not, I have I think it's four guys for me that are good enough, like second round at the latest, and fit the fit the mold. Johnston, Quinton Johnston is TCU, right. And he is not one of them. Like, he could be the first picked, or he could be second, or he could be third. But he reads more like Davis to me. I haven't watched these guys. Like, I'm not that college football guy or anything like that. But he reads more to me like what Davis is. And that has me thinking, like, that the Bills wouldn't want to do that. But he's, Yeah, he, he is, big. for folks who don't know, 6'4", 215. Uh, I mean, that's a, that's, a, that's a unit at receiver. 
So he'll be possibly a first-round pick, maybe even likely. I just think Smith and Jigba, definitely. Addison from USC, mm-hmm. definitely. Boutte, who I think probably comes in below those guys, but not by miles, mm-hmm. also. We'll see about the combine. I mean, we're not even to that yet. We're not even to the pro days or anything like that, and there'll be more numbers uh, on these guys as we go through the next couple of months. And I read the name Marvin Mims out of Oklahoma, who also has return experience, and maybe that's something that could – that's probably the second round. There's Hyatt from Tennessee. Hyatt – isn't Hyatt the kid who's talking about running a four two nine? Yeah, or, or he's probably going to be a little bit faster than that. Whatever the record is, like he, he's he's shooting for whatever he's he's trying to like you know he's shooting for the the, the fastest forty in the history of the combine or something four two nine isn't it? I'm sure I I botch, botch that probably, but well you know it right now with two and a half months left, right now it sort of feels to me like the way last year played out in the first round, last year corner was a specific need, like the number one need for the Bills that night was corner, and they addressed that with Elam. But had they, you know, absent that, and had they wanted wide receiver, we've talked about this many times. There really wasn't anyone it, there for them. It didn't work out. In, unless you trade up, which I hate, so I can't. I just had a flashback to my cousin Vinny. Which, if unless I wear the other thing, which you hate, he says to the judge. Anyway, sorry. So, like, you know, trade up and make sure you, quote, get your guy. I'm, I'm not here for that. I mean, that's maybe probably what they would have had to do. And that the, the cornerback point, like, that's just not what needed to happen, I think, last year. But first round, they just they drafted too late. Like, they didn't get to – not that all of them – like, Burks wasn't a home run. Not that everybody was so good. But there was definitely – there's definitely big talent in that group of guys. It could be the same thing, depending on, well, the first 26 picks with Smith and Jigba, with Jordan Addison. Addison was the, is, is a guy, he was Kenny Pickett's go-to guy at Pitt, and then Pickett left for the NFL, and Addison transferred to USC. So you have him and then the other names. So it just, you're, it, you're at the mercy of the rest of the league, picking, mm-hmm. picking so late, unless you move up. It's just not... I. I don't know. Can I have it both ways? Like, I, I am against that. <laughs> so, um, you know, in last year's example, you just kind of have to do the best you can if, if you don't end up trading up. The Bills did trade up a couple spots for Elam, but anyway. Um, yeah, so wide receivers, you know, those are some names. I think, like, any of those guys is sort of right for how I see the Bills on offense, you know, mm-hmm. and what, what they could really use. But it's too early to know, you know, maybe the night before the draft will also be too yeah. early to know what your odds are of, of landing one. I'm glad you're here to remind me about the speed. That that was after the AFC title game, you know, it, following the 21 season, right? Or the 20 season, excuse me. Oh, my gosh. Um, the, my takeaway from that, like the Chiefs have all this speed and I'm really, I'm really lacking. Cook is... Some of that, Hines, I guess. Like those, those are my answers to how, what they've done to address that so far. And so I want to say they've done 
as little as you possibly could. Maybe they don't, you know, maybe at the time they didn't share my concern. Maybe they still don't uh, feel like they need to get faster. Um, But I think it's definitely called for, and I'm not saying, like, that's it. That's that's the trait you have to draft. Um, But I think with where they are right now at that position, I think it's called for using certainly, I mean, I'm hoping it's the first-round pick, but it's one of those first two. And then I think they got to do something on Saturday too, like another Shakir, not not like a player in that mold, but just enough, you know, fifth or sixth, whatever. Give me another guy, and, and maybe if that guy is just, is just like speed is his number one trait, and the rest of it's kind of a workshop. Okay, uh, but I I think it's called for. I, I think this team is the the fact that they had to call on Beasley and Brown like they did was glaring, and and I think. That is going to be on my mind as we have these conversations into the spring because they they just simply have not done enough to fortify a position that is vital. I mean, it's just vital. And they are an offense that it's not like they're they're a team that doesn't use receivers. And so I, I think they need they need a guy that eventually could replace Diggs. And I don't think that guy's on the team yet. And they need someone, ideally this is the same guy, that can play right away and either unseat Davis or complement what they've already got. If that means he's in the slot or gives you more flexibility, maybe Diggs eventually ends up in the slot in the last, you know, the the tail end of his time. Who knows where they're going to end up there. Um, But they, they they need some dudes. And they better be fast. <laughs> I mean, really, we could we could talk about it forever, and we will. It's just, at the same time, you and I are both, and I, I know that's a lot of fans, too, thinking about them, and it's just, it's so fragile. And we kind of saw it. Like, they were so good, though, but it's still so fragile. I mean, any one game can make it look like that, but... We both kind of really thought that it was. And that's Beasley coming back. And that's Brown coming back. Like the Bills were, they were doing what they should do, which is make the effort and try to just make sure they're as complete as they can as they get into the postseason. It just wasn't wasn't enough, ultimately. Davis, last year all the time, just part, part of that was fantasy football, but how Davis, like everybody wanted to talk about him last year mm-hmm. coming off that playoff game against the Chiefs and just like what is going to happen and I would say what did happen is probably about the likeliest outcome I mean he had some numbers mm-hmm. he, he wasn't a ghost Davis he had some big plays he had a couple of big games but it wasn't more than that and it really wasn't to be expected that it would be more than that like the player he is, it's been it's been established. The reason to think it would have been more, and some predicted that, is because of a of a greater role with Sanders leaving and just okay, so it's the same Gabe Davis, only there's gonna be more of him. And I don't know, I that may have happened in terms of volume, but it definitely didn't explode or anything. No. So and you'll have to pay him. That's next year, right? W- that would be where you decide on him. Uh, yeah, we're three years in. He's uh, yeah, he's 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 up after next year. You know, it's just it's so it's so fickle. Like 
the Bills have this tremendous offense, and all again this year, right up near the top of the league in points. You just you're the you're what everybody wants to be, but it still felt and looked, and I think ultimately was that at receiver they they didn't have they didn't have enough weapons. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned Hines, like they did have him on the team, they just didn't make right. that work, you know. And and we've heard Brandon Bean say that he was acquired for the offense. He said that directly at the press conference, and he was just not on the field. So somehow somehow that got mixed up. I think we've talked about him a little bit. He has a contract, but I think he is a super easy cut, Hines. Maybe they renegotiate with him, but I don't I don't frankly think it's worth it. 4.7 million, that's crazy, especially if he's not going to play if if they were to come back with like a something close to that for Naheem Hines, he's going to have to be on the field a lot, yeah. and I don't think they should want that. So for all the reasons, for me, he is not back unless he's released. They have a complete wash your hands of him out on his contract, and he goes out into free agency and comes back for something less, where you know it, you don't have the same pressure. You shouldn't feel the same pressure to play him more and to feed him or whatever. I guess that could happen, but I don't think that's realistic. I could live with him at half that, like two million bucks. So if you, if you, if you can work that down, uh, like it's not something I need to do to like mortgage the future. I'm talking like a flat out pay cut, you know, like I don't need to restructure to keep him happy. Um, You know, and so maybe outright releasing him is, you know, if he if he's not open to just taking a flat out pay cut uh, to stay here, then I got no time. I, like I I don't even want to. I would want to pay Singletary what Hines is getting. To no, him. no, right, right. So, um, and that and that's you know that's your one A or what you know however you want to look at it. Um, so, I mean, just yeah, that that number is untenable uh, to me. So yeah, I mean they they they're gonna. Ha- I think I think they really need to find some speed. Uh, it, it just wherever wherever you can deploy it, you need to find it. Um, because I just think with this quarterback, the threat could really mean a lot. And you know, we're all I think we're all sort of in different ways. A lot of these conversations sort of end up at how do we make Allen's life easier? Like make the offense not look like it's so labored, and like he's got to do something amazing for it to function at a at a high level. And they did that plenty this year i think speed is a very good place to look uh for that because i just think that can if if you are i mean think about how the bills and really every team in the league plays tyreek hill you're you're terrified he is just gonna make make one move make one guy look ridiculous and then it's over and the bills do not Diggs is great Diggs isn't even that like he he's got a lot of great traits and and he is a top top tier wide receiver, but speed is not the, at the top of his resume. Yeah, he's not like top tier for that, but right, good enough. Just not sure. Yeah, not exactly that that guy. Yeah, this is not a criticism of him. It's merely just you you do not have that on your team. They just don't. They got to get some of that wide receiver or offensive line. I'm it, receiver. Is it. It, that's that's it. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'll listen to the line for sure. Um, who knows? Maybe by the time we get there, there'll be an idea that I like more than. But I, I'm I'm 
and I've been reluctant on this because I, I, I feel like the whole station is on receiver, and I, you know, I, I, I will try, uh, <laughs> to, 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 you know, not just all be on the same page, but this speed point, I mean, this is, this is a third off season that I'm going to be sitting here going, you need to get faster. Right. And again, what have they? They haven't. Done, they've done nothing. Well, Heinz would count, and even Cook would count, but in each case, to different degrees, the roles were not broad right. enough. So that that didn't manifest. All right, the draft. It's right around the corner, folks. We're getting you ready for the NFL draft, <laughs> which is in almost three months in Kansas City, because everything is these days. 803-0550 for your calls. We'll have an update. Talk some Sabres, too. Rough one. In L- Again, what happened? We'll do that as well as we continue towards 7. Mike Shope and the Bulldog WGR. We're not hiding. You know, no one can shy away from the fact what quarterback means in this league and how we have to look going forward where, where Shane and Chris really, you know, dig into this draft and really see where you're at. Do you stay put? Do you trade up? You know, there, there's many things you can do. Uh, they took Jalen in the second round. So, trade um, back. yeah, a trade back. So he likes that'll picks. Be a, that'll be a Twitter freaking quote. <laughs> he, he likes picks. Uh, <laughs> although the Alabama guy doesn't look bad, I tell you. Jim Ursay. Smoke screen. <laughs> don't believe anything? I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I'm inclined to believe. Yeah, I, I, that's probably not a smokescreen. The way I read that uh, when I, I I didn't I didn't see the video of this, but the 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 description I read of that being said, uh, the GM's head like it said his head snapped towards Ursa yeah. like what? <laughs> like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> well, they do have to go young. I mean, it's been Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, Philip Rivers the last three years. Who knew when the Colts were here in the 20 playoffs, that first round game, there were four coaches on their staff who are right now NFL head coaches, including Frank Reich, who was their head coach then, of course. But Nick Sirianni was on that staff. Matt Eberflus, the Bears coach, was on that staff. And so was Gannon, who was hired by Arizona today. And, of course, you know, if you hate this like I do, you probably don't, but we are best friends if you do. There was the Cardinals tweet with their new coach, Jonathan Gannon, hired or something. And there he is, two two pictures of him in this montage, both of him both pictures of him wearing Cardinals attire, which he's never done in his life, probably. He's got a hat on. They couldn't have taken pictures of him the minute he agreed to the contract? Well, he he appears to be like on the sideline or something. Like it's oh, just oh yeah, that okay, they, that, they yeah, totally that's, that's of course no one <laughs> seems to mind this. Just put fake Cardinals clothes on him as if why is it not perfectly fine to show him and even maybe better in an Eagles hat, considering the state of the Philadelphia Eagles and the state of the Arizona Cardinals. But we just ha- we can't do that. We, we couldn't possibly have a picture of this guy coaching for another team. It has to be on in Arizona gear already. Branding, Michael. Just fake. <laughs> just fake, fake, fake. I mean, 
Why is that so important? Why does every team have to do that every time? I was being cute, but branding is really the... You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Branding. Sure. This is our guy. You've got to get him in our gear. We can do that. Fine. Yeah, here it is. Look, yeah. I need to do a better job explaining why I don't like it. I, I feel like I never really have done that well. I need to I need to think about it some more, which will make me crazy and defeat the purpose. What I want to do is not think about it. Every is time. It because, is it because you miss the days of, say, someone like our dear friend Paul Hamilton needing to cross out the former team on a baseball card and put <laughs> the new team on there? No, but I did that too. No, well, Paul's thing was he put X's over their eyes if X they were over dead. Over the eyes if they died. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, I was, I was, yeah. I was taking some liberty with the story. I have a '78. I, I don't know if I still have it, but I like when I was really into cards. I had kind of like two collections at once. One was this, the the 40 year old me or whatever um, buying new stuff and collecting like crazy and sort of everything was. As soon as I got it, I knew to put to keep it in good condition. So all like the new stuff, but it wasn't always newer cards. It would sometimes be vintage, just condition was paramount. And then I had the cards I collected as a kid. Mm-hmm. And that was like a totally different section of the house, you know, just like they, they, the two cards never, never met, the two collections. And like in the, the cards from when I was a kid, I remember the 78 Pete Rose card, 78 tops Pete Rose. He's sitting in the dugout with a Reds helmet. That sounds like Pete Rose, right? Like he had a helmet sure. on all the time, yeah. maybe. But yeah. he, it's a picture of him in the dugout, and I love that set. The bottom left script of the name of the team, and he went to Montreal that year. So seventy nine, he goes to Montreal, and I have that scribbled out Reds and written Expos. I remember even trying to copy the the cursive writing say, they used on the cards. Absolutely, the <laughs> absolutely. You got to keep those cards uh, separated. You don't want any like of the, the grease from your bike chain on those cards that you had as a kid getting rubbing off on the on the fancy cards. Right. And I never did that, but what I would do with mine and my friends that were into into cards, we would invent these games where you would flip coins with them. It was like my dad's generation that did the bike spokes more more often. I don't know if anybody else did this. You, I am more your dad's generation. <laughs> you you did? Bike did spokes? 
yes, with okay. clothespins and yeah, that was yeah. I just mean I don't remember anybody doing that like in my years, but maybe. But no, we we would invent these games like a dime, and you'd line up two teams, any sport really. You'd line up two teams, set up a goal or an end zone, whatever, and advance the the ball, advance the coin by f- flipping it from one guy's card to the other. And then there could be an interception or something like if you missed. So um, that's what we would do with the cards that would beat them up. You know, just like there's yeah. no perfect corners on any of those anymore. Right. No tens. Did you see the Cleveland San Antonio thing? I don't think so. So there was a scene in Seinfeld 30 plus years ago. And I don't remember the episode. Like, that's Joe. <laughs> he probably knows. Like, he knows every Seinfeld episode, it seems. Um, there was a there was an episode where Jerry is talking to a guy, and the guy is reading the scores. And he reads Cleveland 117, San Antonio 109. Okay. And so I guess, what I'm looking at this from Bleacher Report, I guess maybe every time they play, people bet that exact final score. Oh, okay. And did it not happen last night? It did. I did not know any of this. So I don't rem- I don't remember this Seinfeld episode and I did not know about this. This is awesome. There's a screen grab from Bleacher Report of a guy who bet $2.50 on Cleveland to beat San Antonio 117 to 109 and they did, <laughs> which paid him like 650 bucks or something like that. I love this. And then Bleacher Report writes in 2019 they played, and it happened then. One seventeen to one oh nine. Yeah, this was last night. I'm looking at the scores from last night. Yep. And so, also four years ago, there was a game that ended Cleveland one seventeen, San Antonio one oh nine. Too bad. Too bad people couldn't gamble then. In 2019. <laughs> yes. Maybe not as where, easily as now. Is where were you? Weren't on this. Last night you were. I did this? not know. I, I'm saying I, I don't. I don't. I don't know about the Seinfeld thing, um, and and so I did. No, I did not. I, I was looking at NBA action last night as it was happening, um, but that game was never a candidate for my my type of action. I almost ended up betting the Sabers last night, but I I missed it by like a minute. Family goes to bed. Turned on the game. My friend Bennett, who works at the Bachelor texted me a picture of himself at the game in L.A., oh, yeah. and he's like, which Sabres team will show up? And I went to look at the lines. Like, they're, they're, to win in regulation, the Sabres were plus 180. I'm like, oh, that's pretty good. So I started to do that. But I was, I did not. luckily for me, I did not get there in time. Mm-hmm. The game started before I completed the pro- – I didn't complete the catch. Mm-hmm. So wh- what happened? What's going on with them? I, I don't know, man. Like l- – <sighs> They, to me, seemed, I mean, not real, real good, but fine last night. And then it, it just it just got completely away from them. Um, you know, I think there were a couple of goals that weren't great that Anderson gave up. But I, I don't know. They picked a hell of a time for any kind of a slide. Um, they... they I I wouldn't say they were like in the same sort of slumber they were in on Saturday against Calgary. Um, we talked to Paul late yesterday. I even said like L.A. they they can be uh, it's a, can be a tough team. Like they they will 
try to bog you down. And I think the Sabres knew that and sort of were playing, you know, kind of playing that game. We'll just bide our time here. You know, the, the earlier game, if you just look at the score when they met in Buffalo a while ago, you know, I think like it was a, a game where the Sabres danced on them, but it was scoreless after 40 minutes that game. It was a pretty, mm-hmm. pretty ugly kind of slug it out kind of game, and then it just broke open at the end. So I was expecting a tough game, at, but, you know, so what happened? I, I don't know. They're, they're still pretty loose. They didn't get very good goaltending, and, you know, that's a pretty good team. The same so, thing is true that's always been true, and I guess this is easy to say about almost any team, but if the goaltending isn't great – or, or not great. They don't. Have, they don't need their goalies to steal games, but they got to hold up. Yeah, you know, and that that has gone the wrong way. Last night, Saturday. Yep. Back before that, it's the Carolina loss that has gone the wrong way. I mean, they're not scoring all the mm-hmm. time either, and so you're getting lopsided losses here. The last three. Well, hopefully, I mean, the level of competition helps uh, with the other two games on this trip because you're playing two of the worst teams in, in, in all of the league in Anaheim on Wednesday and then San Jose, what is that, Saturday? Saturday, yep. Um, so hopefully they can, you know, get back on track here. But they're, they're you know, they haven't gotten points in a long time. I mean, it's four games, but it's over the span of you know, a lot of days here. We're talking about, I think, late january their last win is winnipeg right yeah and so you know detroit i think is tied with them now and it's just you know it's a bad time to go on a you know they they weren't playing a lot so they weren't picking up points uh for the break and you know they had company in that but they've been standing still and they're just they're losing ground here yes they're five points out now and there are two teams ahead of them that are outside. So time to go. Does this, one more thing, does this slump affect the trade deadline for you? Um, no, I, I would say no in that I didn't anticipate them doing anything that was just for this playoff race anyways. So, like, if they, so hypothetically, if they were ever really in or are still in on Timo Meyer, I don't think where they're at in the standings changes it. Because I think that would come with a future as a Buffalo Sabre. Um, I never for a second have thought they were going to, like, go after someone who's about to be a UFA to try to get them across the finish line of a playoff race. So I think you could still proceed the way you were going to proceed. Um, I don't know. The way the goaltending has played the last little while could change. You know, if if something were to be available, maybe they that would be in play, and I have not really thought that was all year. So maybe the fact that they're sliding and the goaltending hasn't been, you know, it's been kind of a problem here the last couple games maybe could push you to want to do something about that. But I don't know. Their goaltending no, story, mostly no. Their goaltending story from last night is Levi, really. Right. <laughs> right. Just sort of, we're back in future mode. Well, maybe that'll change tomorrow. Your thoughts: eight oh three oh five fifty. The Sabers, the NFL draft, even talking about the Super Bowl and the aftermath of the Bills season. Sounds good to me. Mike Shope and the Bulldog here. Maybe we'll hear from you after this break on WGR. 
Valentine's Day. That's right. <laughs> this is this is. I mean, I I bought a gift and we're fine. But this is what actually happened today. So my wife sort of surprised me. She said, "Do you want to go out tonight?" I'm like, oh, sure. Um, and she said, "Well, with the kids, or maybe I said first with the kids or without." She's like, "Whatever." Like, I couldn't. I'm sort of taken aback. You know, like, really? Like on Tuesday night, she and I are going to go out to dinner and leave the kids at home. Like, okay. I, I got all excited about it, and so we picked a restaurant, went to this red restaurant's website, made a reservation. You get the email like right away, and she's like, mm-hmm. "Wow, you're done already? That's so cool." In like less than a minute, then you get an email that says, uh, it looks like the reservation, but it's actually, we'll call you about oh. this. Oh. And so they called and, oh, I see you have a reservation for tonight. That's correct. Well, we don't have it available. <laughs> Speaking of Seinfeld, I feel like I'm in a Seinfeld with the with the reservation. Right. I, I don't, what, what is his, what is her line before his line? I don't think you do is his line. Understand yeah, hold, the meaning. Hold, holding the reservation is, is, <laughs> right. is, is the key, the key part. Right. You know how to Anyone make the reservation. Them. That's yeah, right. right. <laughs> and he throws his arms around. Anybody right, can yeah, take them. Like, just willy nilly. Like, just, yes. yeah, right, right. So anyway, as, as fast as the idea came up, it died. Oh. And so, you know, we're not going, we're not going to this place. And then it hit me. I have the deep end tonight. Anyway, I couldn't have gone. I would have had to cancel that. I've already booked the guest and set right. it up to do the show. And I would have, I mean, that's just worse than not even coming up with the idea. Would be coming up with the idea and then saying, sorry, hun. Right. Uh, yeah. I've got yeah, a fantasy good, football good, podcast tonight. Good thing this place called you and told you they didn't have that's cable. Right. Good thing you looked closely enough at that email and didn't just assume it was the confirmation that you always get and just go, okay, great. We're all set. They saved me from myself. Yes, they did. Yes. Here is Mike with us. Go ahead, Mike. Hey, guys. How you doing? Big fan of the show. Um, one you. thing I wanted to comment on. Um, the last few years, seems like the Bills are not wisely using draft capital. Seems like they're picking. Obviously, D-line is a heavy concern of Beans. And he went, uh, you know, he picked Rousseau, Basham, Epinesa. Seems like a lot of these picks that are early in the draft are not panning out. And you look at teams like Kansas City seem to be hitting on every single pick early in the draft. I uh, just wonder if you guys want to comment on that. And maybe the, the idea going forward now has to be, you know, pick guys on O-line and receiver really early. Um, just something I was thinking about. Okay. Um, look, it's it's two different things. The The hit rate that teams will have, good or bad, is going to fluctuate constantly. So I'm not somebody who subscribes to, like, teams are better at it. You could be bad at it. Like, a lot of people just thrown into it for some random reason would be bad at it. But that's not happening in the NFL. And, you know, they're all pretty much the same when it comes to that, comes to hit rate. But that's only one point. The point about what the units on your team that you address is is more valid. Like, if the guy turns out to be good, and by the way, like, Oliver's a good player. And the guys we're talking about now negatively or critically about them on defense because they're on defense, you know, they're not all just busts or anything. But the Bills have forsaken skill positions and and even offensive line to a point in, in, with premium picks. That has happened. And they're responsible for that, and I think that's going to change. I think everybody does. I don't see how it can't. 
I mean... T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I know that sounds – I mean, they can do whatever they want, right? If they want to draft a defensive end uh, with the 27th pick, they'll they, – you know, they, they certainly have the power to do it. Um, but I, I just – I, I can't see continuing to chase that position. They've got a lot invested in there. And I know, I, I think this came up, boy, when did we talk about this? Um, I don't even know. It doesn't matter. I, I just, I, someone recently said, like, you, you have to keep trying to get guys that can impact games. Was it Sam even today that said that? I, I don't know. Um, and, look, I, I want – them to um to help this offense they need to help this offense and there has been year over year of them investing in in the defensive line they're still not there without von miller uh they they really were nowhere but i don't know i sort of maintain that if miller had even been in that Bengals game i don't know how different it would have been with how quickly that ball was getting out of there and you see that more and more here are the eagles 70 sacks super all this rotation you know guys that would be starting elsewhere playing 10 12 15 snaps they didn't get a hand on mahomes and so I, i sort of feel a little bit like i'm just chasing my tail trying to find a way to get mahomes on the ground guess what the way the way to send Mahomes home is to score forty points. That's that's the ticket. I think it has been, and the Bills spent a couple of years trying to find a way to get him down. And the best guy they've got to get him down is their own quarterback. Yeah, time new plan. Yeah, that's what you said. It. That's what I mean by everybody thinks this. Not everybody. It's not literally that. But how can Imagine how that would go over, no matter who the player is, if if they drafted a D lineman in the first round this year. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, they, they might be predictable because it's been a while here um, with this. All right. Thank you, Mike. More calls available here. More uh, <laughs> available. I hit the wall like 20 minutes ago. I don't know why I didn't. I'm, I'm thinking of what I've eaten today. We, our water is broken now. So, like, drinking the. 
Well, other water. Hang in there. I, I... <laughs> we have lines open. <laughs> yeah. And we will talk again after the update here on WGR. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.